Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line, he covers the LSU Fighting Tigers football team for the advocate, uh, Wilson Alexander. Wilson, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks, as always, for having me, you guys. How are you doing? Good, good. Wilson, uh, they play Mississippi State this week. I was telling Bob, we, we did TV uh, today, but this has been some weird games against State where State has jumped out to a lead and LSU's come back in one and then coming to vice versa. And we all remember 2020, man, LSU's riding high of the national championship season and State drilled them. I mean, that guy, he's still completing passes for Mississippi State. The line's, you know, nine and a half, ten points, depending on where you're gambling. This has always been sort of a weird game. And even though LSU has dominated the series, if you go back the last 20, 25 years, it's had some crazy, you know, kind of swings to this particular game. And I think Brian Kelly sort of knows that um, this state team is different from when Coach Leach was there because he wanted to throw the football 80% of the time. Every once in a while, he'd give you a run, but he wanted to throw it. They seem to have become a a more balanced offense uh, now and how that affects LSU also because you that air raid offense you you had ways that you could maybe slow it down if you got pressure on the quarterback and he was a little off but now they've added the running game to it well and uh, Wilson along like Mike saying why wouldn't you let Will Rogers uh, you're not trying to protect him why wouldn't you let him throw more considering I mean he's thrown for uh, what basically almost eleven thousand yards and eighty two touchdowns. It's not like you're trying to protect a younger quarterback. I mean, that that's, I guess, just philosophy, but uh, that's kind of puzzling. Then you look at LSU's weakness. Is that uh, corner? Yeah, so I, what's your take on all that? Well, this is certainly a completely different offense than, as you said, what they have seen in the last couple of years out of Mississippi State. The philosophical change has gone uh, toward the running game. And Jaquavius Marks is a stud running back up there. Uh, who now leads the SEC in rushing with 250 yards. It was wild to see them against Arizona at times in the first half, third and five, third and six, and they're handing off the football. <laughs> and usually in picking up first downs, too. Yeah. Uh, on the, on a, certainly not a short yardage uh, situation there on third down. I would, uh, you know, that's not a gimme to be running the ball in those moments. Maybe they saw something in the uh, schematic you know, in the game plan or in the matchup that they thought they could take advantage of against Arizona State. Perhaps that's why. But it is also just, you know, they're running the football quite a bit. And I mean, week one they faced uh, Southeastern. And so, you know, they might have the last couple of weeks just sort of seen an advantage. They also don't have necessarily 
a receiver on the outside who intimidates you. Rara Thomas is now at Georgia, who's their leading receiver a year ago. And so perhaps that's part of the reason. Um, but really it's kind of what they want to do offensively is run the football and set up play-action pass. And Will Rogers is going to at times, you know, do that play action and turn his back to the defense and turn back around. And that's something he hadn't done, you know, throughout his career. And so this is going to be a test for LSU's uh, defense, certainly after struggling to defend the run in the second half against Florida state, and even early on against Grambling, the tackling has to be much better than it has been the last two weeks. But if Mississippi state wants to, it certainly has a quarterback capable of trying to attack that secondary where LSU looks vulnerable. Well, uh, well so, okay. I want, what was your mindset? When you watch it, obviously you got to look at four quarters and the outcome, uh, the domination of LSU. Uh, but what were you thinking, let's say, like the first quarter or even in the first half, uh, that you got a quarterback like Miles Crawley and he's 259 first half yards? I mean, you got to be thinking, like, what? I mean, uh, come on. That's nothing to write home about with your defense. I know how the game turned out, but still, uh, what were you thinking at that time? Uh, when you're giving up th- those type of yards? Yeah, the final score didn't really match how you would feel about the game in this instance because of what the defense looked like. It's really just the first three series that Grambling right. had. But you leave that, you know, those first three series, and Grambling has scored a touchdown, kicked a field goal, and missed a field goal. It was on the six-yard line on the two drives where it, did, it had to settle for field goal attempts. Um, a few plays happen differently and maybe Grambling has the game tied at 21 in the second quarter and then all I think everybody would be melting um, <laughs> of course the offense was able to make sure that this was never really um, a close game and this was never really going to be a close game the defense buckled down but right. it just sort of added to this uh, evidence of, of a defense that has got some concerns um, it didn't do anything to help uh, assuage those uh, the only thing that's going to be able to they're going to be able to the only way they're going to be able to do that is now by going and having a good defensive day against Mississippi State and then a good defensive day against Arkansas and stacking those on top of each other and figuring some things out um, because every really like, concern right now, as much as you have some, I think, issues when you look at LSU on the offensive front in terms of the push they were not able to generate against Florida State and some things that Jaden Daniels needs to do better and these receivers with the drops, like none of that is, I think, as big of an issue right now as where they're at defensively and it's it's stuff that you know doesn't necessarily mean that the season is is a goner or anything it's just that they have to go and prove that those things are not going to really beat them in sec play now uh wilson uh when you look at it and i think you still can do it by committee uh but you still have to have a bell call what i mean by that uh a running back that you're going to trust uh what's your take because i think the Notre dame transfer uh, logan diggs is that guy 13 carries 106 yards i mean he's every down back uh, just elaborate on that um, because we have a lot of skilled running backs, uh, but I, I think right now I would consider him the bell cow. No, small sample size, but I would trust him more than all the other running backs. And Wilson, he feels the hot breath of that freshman Caleb Jackson <laughs> too uh, because we got a glimpse of Caleb uh, in the lineup, and uh, you and I were talking about this, that, man, we getting all kind of texts and calls. Well, man, he can't play Caleb Jackson. He got to take a redshirt year. He got to learn how to pass protect. My thing is I don't put him in that spot. I let him become a runner and a receiver. But Logan Diggs and Caleb Jackson, I think this nothing against Josh Williams, who I think the world of, and Noah Kane, and now John Emery returns. But, you know, my eyes aren't deceiving me. Those two guys – uh, with Bobby brought up in Logan Diggs and Caleb Jackson, to me, seem to be the best two running backs they have on this team. 
Brian Kelly said about the two of them yesterday when I, uh, sort of evaluating how they played against Grambling that they brought physicality, you know, yards after contact and a physical presence that LSU was really looking for. And, of course, this was against uh, – it's a grain of salt in all this because it was against Grambling. But there was still something particularly with Logan because he was running with the first-team offense that just looked a little bit different, right? I mean, running, lowering his shoulder at the end of runs – a little bit shifty in the open field, even in the hole, making guys miss here and there, just sort of an added dimension to the offense that was able to catch your eye. And of course you back that up statistically with 15 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. But this was the same thing that you saw on tape in particular last year at Notre Dame was that he brought this, he's recovered now from a hamstring injury. They didn't want to put them out there. He said that really until that was had happened, he said the last sort of step was to have the same level of burst through the hole once he got that back, kind of in the week between Florida State and Grambling, they felt comfortable playing him. And they're, where they're at right now in terms of running back is kind of this, that they're able now, I think, to find who is going to be the bell cow or not even or the featured player, you know, who's going right. to be the starter and the guy who's kind of getting the most of it. But they still have, because of all this depth, the ability to play multiple running backs and spell a guy here and there and keep their legs fresh deep into the fourth quarter because John Emery comes back this week. And although we haven't ever seen John take over the room, he can provide you something uh, from time to time. And then, you know, Noah Kane has a lot of experience, uh, Josh Williams, they trust. And so you kind of got this group here in like with Caleb adding to that, uh, that's really strong. And Noah, or excuse me, Logan seems like the guy is probably going to merge as that featured player but he's going to have help around him. And not a, I, don't, I think there will be a role for all of these guys in some capacity. Now, uh, Wilson, when you look at uh, – you talk about the offense early, earlier, that being LSU's offense, scored on six of his first uh, half possessions, on all six uh, first half possessions. Jaden Daniels, career high, uh, five touchdown passes. And then when you look going against the Mississippi State defense, uh, I was reading where a couple of linebackers, Nathaniel Watson, Jed Johnson – uh, they got a nose for the football. I'm looking at Watson when he was second uh, preseason or back uh, second in SEC last year, I should say, with 115 tackles in 2022. And you look at uh, Johnson and where he's at. So you say uh, linebackers have a nose for the football. So do you still exploit them more with the pass? Or what, what's your take on that LSU attacking that Mississippi State defense? Well, it's certainly tough. I mean, this is the same defense that uh, Mississippi State has run the last couple of years with Zach Arnett as the defensive coordinator. He's, of course, now the head coach, but the scheme is still there, and it's that Rocky Long 3-3-5. That's what he came up learning, and that's what they run. And so, yeah, the linebackers have been pretty dynamic, just got a ton of experience. I think it was that they forced four turnovers uh, in the first half against, or maybe it was the full game, but certainly multiple in the first half against Arizona last week to build up a pretty big lead. And Arizona ends up coming back to force that game into overtime. Um, but this is a, a defense that is, is going to be tough, especially on the road uh, with all the cowbells and everything. And at 11 a.m. when you kind of got to snap yourself into focus, uh, you know, early in the morning on, in a road environment, um, it's going to be a tough challenge. But in terms of what LSU has to do, it's, it's balance. You know, it's um, getting the running game going in order to be able to sort of make the passing game a little bit, you know, life a little bit easier. Um, that was not the case at all whatsoever in the Florida State game. And Jaden Daniels had ended up trying to play hero ball again. And they, they want to get away from that. They don't want him to be the leading rusher. And so um, run, relying on Logan Diggs and these other running backs in the offensive line, getting a push and doing some things different schematically up front 
to help with the running game and then continue to evolve in the passing game by pushing the ball downfield and just hitting on some of these uh, opportunities for bigger plays. Um, I, the, my, my concern in this matchup isn't so much LSU's offense versus the Mississippi State defense because I think if LSU is executing at a high level, um, as tough as this Mississippi State defense will be and they're going to have an ability to keep the game close, um, I think LSU, if it's executing, will be able to move the football, be able to move the football enough to score enough points. Now, uh, Wilson, uh, you can't have a preference, I guess, because the game is at eleven o'clock. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you think, like uh, in Stark Vegas, uh, Saturday night game or eleven a.m.? What do you think favors LSU? Or if you're a better team, it doesn't matter whether you're playing eleven in the morning or yeah, you're hate playing to play at, night. at eleven o'clock. I would hate no, that. No, yeah, well, you got to early o'clock. You got to do what you got to do because TV yeah. is wanting that. But then the Mississippi State thinks maybe the Cowbells might be a little louder at night. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they might have something in them Cowbells that make it louder. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I think, like you said, Bobby, it's just kind of like go be the better team. Just take that out of it. Think back to last year. You know, obviously. Tennessee had a sort of an advantage not having to play in Tiger Stadium at night, but then you know 11 a.m. they come out and they were just better. They were sharper from the beginning. And LSU didn't play great at 11 a.m. last year. The, I think the only two no, games did. were Tennessee and Arkansas, and both of those games they were just sluggish. Um, there was also, I think some other factors with Arkansas in terms of guys' health. There was a, a, kind of like the flu was kind of going around the team that day, but they still just weren't executing at a high level. And obviously Tennessee they got uh, run out of their own building, and so. They're going to have to show here that they can make that kind of adjustment, you know, get their body clocks going earlier and kind of wake up faster. Brian Kelly said that in terms of what they do to get ready for a living kickoff is going to be much different from last year. But now that they have gone through that a couple of times, he thinks that the players will be able to adjust to that better. Now, uh, Wilson, do you think, I don't know, uh, you're a youngster uh, <laughs> and, and I think you can have success uh, when you're a young head coach. Uh, look, first year, uh, Zach Garnett. Uh, he just turned 37. Uh, boy, it's a lot of responsibility, and he kind of, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, with Mike Leach, the tragic death uh, of that circumstance with him. But then Zach Garnett, I mean, I, I, I like a type coach that could get better uh, with more uh, skins on the wall. But what's your uh, approach with Zach Garnett? Because it's completely different than Mike Leach, and we kind of touched on it as far as the air raid offense. And versus running the football, I'm looking at right now Mississippi State, uh, the ground game. What they they 20th in the nation, uh, averaging 200 right under 222 yards a game. And then you look at their running back. I think you mentioned him, Jaquavius uh, Marks. He's leads the SEC with 250 yards rushing. So you still think they take that approach uh, against LSU's defense, or, or do you think, uh, boy, we got to exploit that exploit that secondary? Well. You know, it all depends on how they feel about the matchup. It, it's kind of it's why you feel concerned about LSU defensive right now is because both of those areas look like possible points that Mississippi State could exploit. The way that the run defense, LSU hasn't been fitting the run very well at all three levels, uh, dating back to the second half of the Florida State game when Florida State started running that two-back two counterplay and LSU just couldn't fit the run. That it, They haven't come up and tackled well in the hole either. You know, that third and 15 where Grambling, uh, Chance Williams ripped off a 20-plus yard run or however long it was to set up that, help set up that first touchdown. Andre Sam came up and just dove and Chance duked him and, and picked up, you know, picked up a big game. So they've just got to improve their tackling a good, uh, a great deal, especially on the edges um, and in the secondary. 
in order to be able to kind of stop the run. And if LSU, if Mississippi State does try to exploit that and, and run the football, if LSU is able to make some adjustments and tackle better and kind of um, force them to go to the air, then maybe that will actually end up being an advantage because it makes you one-dimensional. Uh, but we'll just have to see how it plays out on Saturday. Wilson, uh, kind of a story behind the story that Malik Neighbors, LSU's star receiver, he was a longtime verbal commitment to Mississippi State. And what you brought up about they don't have a star receiver today, but they almost did. And then LSU comes in late. Uh, I think they had somebody kind of pull out that they were looking for who had a little higher grade, so to speak. And, man, what Malik Neighbors has been to this LSU team. And remember last year when they needed something against State, who did LSU go to? It was not uh, Kayshawn Butte. It was Malik Neighbors. And so kind of that story behind the story, Malik almost went to Mississippi State. And then last year, in critical moments, it was Malik Neighbors that sort of bailed him out and got him first downs and set him up uh, field position-wise. It's funny that you bring that up, Mike, because this is the subject of our game day story. Our oh, game day feature I'm sorry about that, Wilson. So, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> good. It's perfect timing. You you read our mind over here. So everybody can look out for that in the advocate there this week. Oh, shameless plug. Um, he, yes, exactly, was a longtime Mississippi State commit. Um, got an LSU offer that summer of 2020 and then ended up flipping on signing day um, and staying in state. Um, you know, Malik is – and obviously has since become LSU's you know, top receiver, like you said. And it's interesting that you mentioned that Mississippi State game last year because I'm not sure how well-known this exactly is. Um, but the fourth and three where LSU had to convert late in the game to put that game away against State last year, when Jaden Daniels throws it to Malik, Jaden Daniels made that a check at the line of scrimmage. That wasn't necessarily the original play call. Jaden saw something defensively, saw Malik had a one-on-one matchup on the outside and man coverage made a check at the line of scrimmage and just gave him a ball and said, go get it. And like Malik made a fantastic catch. And you saw on that catch, some of the things that Malik does so much better than most people, which is contested catches in the air. He's able to get vertical. He's almost, I think, acrobatic in the air, the way he can kind of contort his body around. Cause he's not the biggest guy. He's like maybe six foot somewhere around there. Yeah, but like, it's close. He, he's, he's able to get over people who are taller than him and catch guys off of, you know, catch balls off of guys' backs. And you saw that in that Mississippi State game last year, and you've continued to see it ever since. Wilson, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'll close with this. I think LSU has found them a corner in Denver Harris. That's all up to Denver. But I think when you look at him, and yeah, he got beat a couple times, that guy can play. He can flatten out. It's all up to him on how more he wants to be or how much better he wants to be. I think they've got something there with Denver Harris if his focus is there. But, Mike, I told you this, and, Wilson, I don't know if you agree with this, and and I told this to Mike. He's a bump-and-run cornerback, but uh, you got about to play there. you got about to play a handful of defenses. You could be bump-and-run with safety help over the top, or you could be bump-and-run by yourself on an island, or you could be bump-and-run and bail, or you got to play off. You can't just be – come on, uh, mentally, you, you got to know a handful of defenses uh, with the technique they want you to do. And so the learning curve, because Mike has the ability. he got uh, ability, uh, but, but, there ain't but, no question. But, but he can't be playing man-to-man and the rest of the team's playing zone or exactly. something. Exactly. You so, can't have those kind of brain farts. So he got to understand kind of what's happening around him. But, Wilson, I think they got something there if he can stay focused. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. 
Thanks, y'all. Have a great night. All right, All right Wilson. Wilson Alexander covers the LSU Fighting Tigers for the Baton Rouge Advocate. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.